Hello and welcome back to the WOW podcast, women out west, women of worth. The WOW pod is a place to share unique stories of rural women in rural business whilst amplifying women's voices and connecting women through their business, passions, stories, challenges and successes and bringing a focus to small business in rural Australia. I'm your host Sig Peters and I'm so excited to introduce to you this episode's Rural Woman in Rural Business. Today, we are very fortunate to have the talented and creative lady herself, Ellie Dunleavy, who is the founder of creative business, Ellie Dunleavy Design. Ellie essentially is a branding agency and works within the social media marketing world. She is a brand designer and social media manager and marketer. Ellie creates identities for small business and works predominantly with rural-based businesses. So things like logos, visuals, the way in which a brand looks and how it's received, which encapsulates how business presents themselves. Within the social media pillar, within her business, she actually assists with the design elements and templates for how business looks. Ellie assists her clients through social media strategies, tips and tricks and management And she has a marketing component within her business where it goes beautifully hand in hand with what Ellie does within the social media world. Ellie is a wife, a mum and is also now a Pilates instructor. Ellie was born in Coba and was raised living remotely and within the community. Ellie attended primary school locally and a couple of years at high school in Coba and then was sent to boarding school in Armidale. Ellie took a trip to India as soon as she finished um, her high school years and returned to take some time off from study working with her parents in the agribusiness field. Ellie then dipped her toes into city living, moving to Sydney as she accepted a private arts college, was accepted at a private arts college. She soon then realised that big city living wasn't for her. She is a country girl through and through. She then uh, took on some online study through Wagga CSU studying graphic design, which was way more her style and she could work living rural and doing what's something she really loves. So being creative is her passion. This takes us to today and I'm so excited to have you here, Ellie, with us. So thank you so much. You have so much knowledge and I'm so eager to jump in today. So let's do this. Yay, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. So Ellie, Ellie Dunleavy Design, it's got lots going on. You've got lots of different pillars within your business, which is so exciting. And I think to myself, watching you evolve over the last few years with what you do, it's so exciting. And you can see you're so passionate within your business online. Um, what is your why, Ellie, behind you, why you do what you do? I think it has definitely changed from when I began, but um, predominantly it's creating a, a role in a business for myself where I can work creatively um, and have the flexibility to feed that entrepreneur, I guess, <laughs> in me. Yeah. I've always really loved business and I kind of always saw myself either in management or working in a business, uh, owning my own business. So, yeah, I guess my why is to create a role for myself where yeah. I can do a all the things creative that I love because I've always been super creative yeah. um, from the beginning. So, yeah. yeah. And I think too, Ellie, you're, yeah. you're very good with words and you're very good with all of that sort of thing as well. So I think what you do is like the perfect combination yeah. of everything you're so good at. And I think, you know, oh, I think you. when you're thinking of a why, you, you're one of the people I think of when you find something that you're very good at, you can actually create a role for yourself. Yes, yeah. Um, and so do you still feel the same way 
um, of your why as the beginning or has it kind of changed a little bit, I guess, over the years? I think it definitely has evolved. Originally when I was living out in Coba, um, I really, I was moving back to a place that didn't have like a creative agency or a business where I could just become, you know, a graphic designer there. So I was really like wanting to create a role for myself so that was my why to be like okay I really want to freelance and I still Mm. want to be able to use what I've learned at university so that was definitely why I began now it's I guess my why is because it just feels like who I am creative I'm just someone who loves to create and make beautiful things and just uh, always be doing something in the creative space. So I suppose it's to really feed that side of me that I love. Yeah. Um, and thank goodness you found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Because yeah. it just feels like me now. I'm like, you know, especially after having a baby and whatnot, it, it feels like once I got back into it, I was like, okay, I feel like me again. This is mm. what I'm meant to do. Yeah. yeah. It feels right. Mm-hmm. So your motivation, we just heard a little bit about that as in you've moved back to the rural place out here in the far west in Cobar and there was not an element or a workplace or an agency to create and do what you do, which is within the mm-hmm. graphic design realm. So was that your why, why you started was because of that? Well, it's funny. The time um, I was I was living back in Sydney when I finished my degree and I was working for the land newspaper um, so I was working essentially as a sub editor, which is kind of designy, but also with words. And I finished my degree and I was like, oh, I just really want to use what I've learned, you know, outside of my current job. So mm. I started my freelance business. Um, and it kind of just took me from there. It was sort of just like what I call, I guess, a side hustle. It was yeah. just something outside of my role, um, you know, in my actual nine to five yep. and that I could sort of play around with and do fun things with. Um, yeah, I suppose. That's and cool. I like that because yeah. you've obviously so passionate about it. You're, you're, I mean, you're in the world, like working in the land, you're kind of doing certain things that you still yes. do today, but you kind of found that another way to keep feeding that passion by yeah, starting it yeah. on the side. And I find a lot of small businesses, it all starts on the side. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because I guess, I mean, unless you got a lot of financial backing from somewhere, <laughs> yeah. most people are like, oh, I'll just do this outside of yeah. you know, my regular job. Yeah. And that was, yeah, kind of me. Like, I yeah. didn't even really see it like as a business becoming yet. my primary thing. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, cool, I'll just start offering, you know, my skills, yeah. do like birthday invites or whatever for friends' yeah. birthdays <laughs> or, you know, just take on what I can. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. it's just organically grown, which I think is really beautiful mm-hmm. when you're looking back at business and how things just happen the way that they do. Yeah, um, totally. When you were starting, did you have any, especially, especially too when you sort of stood on your own and went, this is my business now, this is where I'm heading, mm-hmm. did you have any doubts or fears? And if so, oh, what, what yeah. were some of the biggest <laughs> ones for you? I guess, I don't know if it was like fears as such, but I, like I've got some notes here because I was trying yeah. to remember back to then. Yeah. Um, I guess my fears were probably when, not when I started, I feel like I was just a bit like, oh, cool, this is just a side thing, whatever. Yeah. Once I then took it on it, like, much later, mm. I guess, in the last couple of years as my sole business, that's when I was like, oh, okay, now I'm a little bit fearful of, like, this is this is going to be my full-time gig. Yeah. And when I relaunched my business, it was after I'd had my baby and um, 
I was in a new location again. I've moved around a bit, but I was living somewhere different. I was like, how am I going to find clients and how are they going to trust me? I I think that was sort of a fear. I was Mm. like, you know, really putting yourself out there to people who don't know you. And, you know, that that was kind of like, oh, okay, how am I going to do this? Yeah. Um, How did you conquer that? Like, how did you go, oh, I'm going to make these people understand who I am and what I can offer? Like, how did you conquer that? And get into there, yeah. Well, I think I'm so fortunate that having grown up in a country town, a lot of the time when I was trying to pitch myself to new areas, I was still getting inquiries from people who knew me from my roots, Mm -hmm. which has been incredible because that's obviously helped, you know, things ticking over and it gave me the confidence to then promote myself more and it helped build my portfolio and I was still being able to work through that. And it's so funny that as soon as I moved back to um, the country, like we live in Gunnedah now, like work started to flood in it's like other country people just want to work with other country people yeah. like it was really bizarre and I just thought I, I don't know people just started to see me pop up and thought oh I've heard you're new Let, you know I'll give you a go at this or whatever yeah and it kind of just happened organically I, I and I just felt I mean I'm a lot older than when I first started so I feel more confident yeah and personally just, yeah. yeah yeah just put myself out there a bit more and and I, I guess it's just kind of grown in that way. Yeah, so pretty much yeah. you just did. Like you, conquering is totally. all about like you just went, okay, I've just got to do this. If I want to do this, yeah. I, I just have to go ahead and do it. Um, yes. And it's so refreshing. I love talking to small businesses, especially rural-based, is because the community in a rural setting is so – incredible like the backing and and then just the support and the believing before you can even show them what you can do and I just find that that is such a unique aspect of living in a rural community oh yeah absolutely so lucky honestly um and I think too a lot of people don't think about rural communities in that way especially when it's talking about business and backing business so yeah I love hearing that from you today because it's kind of becoming a theme I'm hearing quite a lot from rural based business what advice would you give someone starting their own business and it doesn't have to be in the same field as you just Mm -hmm. somebody with an idea I think if you're starting out I mean I think just go for it. Definitely. Mm. If you've got a passion and you feel like it's authentically who you are, then you should do it. But the more practical side of my advice would be understand book work, (laughs) understand maybe how to price things or get to know an accountant. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. And I mean, sometimes I still don't (laughs) in terms of that side of things, but I mean, you can fall into weird traps if you're not, you know, charging properly or you're not, you know, oh, like yeah. with tax and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. it's a really boring thing to say, but it is really important. So do like some research. Just, yeah. Yeah. And and find someone like outsource. I mean, I'm all about that. If you need someone to do your books or you need yep. some advice, find someone who's going to help you understand structuring your business from the start. Yeah. So if it does happen to boom and you're really making some really good money you're not going to you know be hit with a huge tax bill or yeah yeah, you know like just understanding how to set it up as a business yeah and I think that's I fell in the trap of this is my side hustle this is just I just do this on the side so I never really in the start thought of it in a business sense like and that was a probably a mistake um 
yeah, I think just get your business structure done early, even yeah. though it sounds really boring and you just want to jump in. It's yeah. one of those important things. Yeah, it's almost like you've got to tone down the excitement and then think practically, okay, how yes. can I put in place things that will make me more successful, even though I'm excited and I'm passionate, it's the boring yes. stuff that actually does you know, I don't know, put some more wind in your sails to take off. Um, yes, yeah, I think that's really I, good advice, Ellie, because I uh, myself, like so honest, I didn't do any of that. I was just like, oh, I'll no. give it a go. It probably won't be successful, so it's sweet if it yes. doesn't, whatever. But I just really wish I had have done a bit more structure and I'm still working on all of that even today. So structure is so, oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I I fell into that trap hard when I first started the Far West Living magazine. Yeah. Literally, it was a Sunday. I remember Trav was watching footy. It was like a final or something. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not watching this. So I went in and I was like, oh, I just had this idea. I want to start Far West Living. And literally that day, I was like, oh, it's going to be a magazine. This is what I'm going to do. And I just had no idea of mm. either the finances I would need, how he's going to promote, and all this stuff. I just yeah. jumped in and did the doing rather yep. than going, okay, maybe I need a little bit of a plan. How is this going to work? Uh, yeah, I just learned, you know, that kind of structure really would have helped maybe, yeah. you know, later down the track. But I mean, in saying that too, when sometimes you are flying by the seat of your pants, um, you learn a lot really quite quickly. Um, yes. So it is really great advice and I, and I definitely would suggest anyone to go and just look at the structure side of things a little bit closely and outsource, talk yeah. to people for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, what does a normal business day look like for you now, Ellie? Like I know that you're a mum now and so mm-hmm. that's a whole different element of being a business owner what does your normal day look like for you um so I work three days a week on my business so on a typical work day um I would get up have a little bit of time with my son and then drop him to daycare yeah um once I'm home I can because I work from home unfortunately I can get into my office which is a huge thing like having an office space that I can treat like a workspace is a big deal yeah um yeah, make a coffee and I sit down and pretty much I'm a diary person. So I work a lot from a diary knowing what my to-dos are. I, t- you know, write down what my main tasks are. I have a couple of full-time clients that I work with so that I manage their socials or do, you know, their posting. So I've got to sort that stuff out first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just structure my day around, yeah, my to-do list yeah. and what I really need to smash out. Um, on that day and a lot of the time it's sitting in this office just for eight hours or yeah. so, forgetting what time it is to have lunch time flying lunch. yeah yeah totally yeah. and then yeah the day sort of wraps up but yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's a good uh, message too for anyone that does need a diary like that structure Mm -hmm. of working from a diary I became a diary person at university before that I was never a diary person and it's so important because it's literally like a brain dump. You can get everything yes. in there but also still have your structure within the day. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's funny. My dad, he has been a diary person forever. Mm. Like he has the diaries of like Ellie was born today, like <laughs> written in his diary. That's like, so cool. I know. Yeah. Like, But it's literally, I guess, in his business in real estate, like he has to document everything, the conversations or the negotiations and anything. Yeah. And I guess I have maybe seen – the way he has done that and it has kind of just flowed imprinted into your on business. me <laughs> yeah which, which is yeah. still something you need to do because you're dealing with clients and you're speaking with them and yes jotting down ideas and all that sort of thing as well um 
Ellie, yeah. what, can you just give us a bit of an overview of what business looked like for you at the beginning versus mm-hmm. now? Because it's so different to obviously when you first start. So yes, did you have that structure in the beginning or was it kind of like now it's concrete? Like, yeah. No. In the beginning, I did what most new businesses do. I just took on any work that was coming my way. Yeah. Okay, yes to everything. Yes. <laughs> Whether it was like in line with what I thought I wanted to do yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, so it was very much someone needed some weird little design tidbit done I'd be like yep cool I'll do that whereas now I am a little bit more considered in the work that I take on yes I'm a lot more familiar with like how much uh things take like how much time sorry things take so I I know I can only take on a certain number of clients per month for me to effectively do the work properly and in a timely manner um and I also like I've figured out my skills and who I design best for. Mm. So if a client, I mean, I don't say no straight up to a lot of things, but if I feel like once you get really clear on the business that you are and the type of business person that you are creatively, Mm. you will maybe attract those sorts of people that you want to work with. So I'm really conscious of working with people that I feel really aligned with. That's going to bring out the best design work from me yeah. so um yeah I guess it's changed in that way like I'm really more certain on the types of work that I wanted to take on yeah absolutely I think mm-hmm. that in itself the difference is just so amazing that you can actually work out who your clients are like who, who you're actually mm-hmm. marketing for and then yes. um and I've had to learn that the hard way where I um was focusing on the people that I weren't coming and I was like how can I get those people to come to me yes but it's so wrong to do that focus on the people who obviously will come to your business so yeah it's yes. something I think um, we all work out eventually down the track yeah um, Ellie, when you're obviously like, because you've done a bit of what you do right now, you've obviously done it out here in Cobar and living mm-hmm. rurally, and you're still in a rural community now. Mm-hmm. But was there any challenges um, you faced trying to get obviously word out about what you do in a rural setting? And what yes. sort of challenges were they? Were they things like consistent customers or, um, yeah. yeah, tell us a little bit about what the challenges were trying to get yeah. started. Well, It's funny. I mean, I moved back to Cobar with my new business, I suppose, in like, I think it was about 2015 or whatever. So like things have changed a lot digitally in that time. Although a lot of businesses were online and whatnot, there was not as huge a push to be online then. So I guess um, back then it was kind of trying to educate people what I actually do because it was like I remember having a conversation with someone we were traveling somewhere and they're like oh what do you do out in Cobar I was like oh I'm a graphic designer and they were like oh there's probably not a lot of work out there for them is there I was like probably not yeah it's funny I, I mean graphic design is such a broad field so there was so much about me educating people that I I mean I can help um make their documents look better or their annual reports look better or um you know, compiling those sorts of things, doing brochures and stuff like that. It's like all those little components of design that small businesses didn't really understand. So I had to just be a little bit, um, I guess, thrifty and and show people what I could do. And I was fortunate 
that working with my parents' business, they needed those sorts of things. So me making their adverts look really great or yes. their brochures look really professional. I could sort of be like, oh, this is what I can this do for what you I in do. your business as well. Yeah, yeah. so like creating and that portfolio as yes. you're going to show people what you actually can do for them. Yeah, because yeah. people didn't really understand. And, I mean, it's a hard thing to describe. Now it's a lot I guess my business is a lot different because a lot of it is online. Mm. Um, but back then it was trying to teach people like the importance of making their business look good yes. and that can come down to your documents looking good and the consistency of everything, every touch point of your business looking cohesive. Yeah. Is, yeah, it was trying to educate people that. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like too, um, obviously if you're living in a city, you've got more option with the types of people you're working with and you can really mm-hmm. show, whereas I guess in a rural setting, we've got similar businesses in most rural communities. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess being able to show that really creative side, even though it's the same sort of thing happening, yeah, I think that's yeah would be a challenge as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I guess it was just getting people to see the value and you would know being an artist and being in the creative sector in general, it's Mm. very undervalued. Like a lot of people think, why would I pay money to have this done when I could maybe just get my admin assistant to do it, you know? So it was really getting people to understand the value and importance of why they would want their business to look really well branded. And that sort of like morphed its way into me doing some workshops and teaching people, kind of educating people of, you know, why it was so important for a regional business to look like their metro cousins or their competitors. Yes. Because I'm a huge advocate, and I know you are too, for your postcode not being a barrier to how successful your business can be. Yeah. And I wanted people to understand that, like, just because we lived in Cobar or the far west or wherever it may have been, it didn't mean that their business had to look crappy and sloppy yeah, yeah. like it could look so professional so and, professional I mean so many people now will travel specifically to random destinations because a particular business looks so amazing it's yes. like yeah sure I'll jump to a trip to Canamble today because absolutely you know, yeah so it's so it's, it's and I think yeah. I think now that the world is changing and especially there's so many people now in rural areas creating really cool business and yes. I think so that's changing um, the face also of what you do and how you can bring <laughs> all of this amazing creative, you know, um, the way that you brand something. It's really actually yes. making these places. It's, it's making them feel that elevated and... Yeah, yeah so like I think destination. The, totally. Yes, we've. Ta- I think there's been a massive shift in the last five years of people actually mm. now really valuing, you know, their business within the rural setting, and and that there's so much that they can offer. I think it's yeah, yes. it's incredible. Yes, owning where they are and being like, yeah, I live, you know, back of Burke or wherever yes. it may be, and it's cool to be out here. And this is why you'd want to come. Yeah, because this is what we offer. Hundred yeah. percent. And what you do is is getting them to that point of retracting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Ellie, I know that businesses and running a small business is challenging at times. And has there ever been a time where you've gone, oh, enough's enough. I just want to go back and work for someone else, nine to five. Has there ever been a time where you've just been like, oh, I'll just quit, like I'm over this? Has there ever been a yes. moment for you in life? Oh, my gosh, yes. I I, um, I think this is something I'm working on personally, like in personal development sense. And I, I think I've had a tendency to definitely go, oh, look, this is really difficult. The easy option is go back to work for someone else. Yeah. Um, and I have done that in my business journey. There were times when um, particularly just like 
the life timing, like like working for my parents' business, I I knew I was good at that and I knew I had skills that they really needed. Yeah. And it was easy for me to go, oh, I might just put my stuff on hold because, it, I mean, that's they harder. Need me. I've got to really yeah. hustle. Yeah, yeah, they need me. They need me. They're yeah. going to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I've definitely made those choices at times when things were probably looking like they're really going to take off, but I was afraid. Mm. So I sort of fell back into the tendency of, I'll just quickly go back to what seems easier. Yeah. And I mean, I've even had those conversations, like not too, re- like too in the distant future or anything. Yeah. Oh, sorry, in the distant past. past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Recently, and I was like, oh, Trav, you know, financially things are getting tough. Perhaps I should start working for someone else. And fortunately, he has said, look, you've done this before. No, your business is doing really well. Like, trust that even though it, things are getting hard, because things are hard for yeah, everyone right that's now. That's right. <laughs> You've got to have the confidence and the trust to be like, no, no, things are good. Just push through. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely been times when I thought, oh, this is hard. (laughs) Go back to 100%. Yes. Yes. There's so many elements when you're in small business and until you're in the thick of it, you've just got no idea. And and then the pressure you put on yourself as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is one of the hardest parts about being your own boss? Um, I think. The early days I found switching off from working, Mm. like I um, had workaholic tendencies and I think that came from my dad. Anyone from Cobar knows my dad. Workaholic. Workaholic, yeah, and successful because of it too. Yes, 100%. But I have learnt the burnout stage and just taking on too much stage is just not where you want to be. So, um, yeah, I think... I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I guess, you know, the hardest part about being your own boss. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is juggling. Yeah. Early was juggling how much you wanted to be in your business but also needing time off from it. Yeah. Like you can't live and breathe what you're going to do. So um, I've learnt to do that. There are times when you get overwhelmed and you have busy periods and you've really got to go balls to the wall. Yeah. But, um, I think a hard thing for small business, especially when you're trying to grow, um, is, yeah, knowing when to just give yourself a pull break up. and pull back. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you're never going to do your best work when you're run down anyway, especially creatively. Like creativity is so emotional. Yes. Um, so you really do need to balance that somehow. Yeah, yeah. it's so tricky. and I, I, It's something I'm still working on. I'm definitely not um, – good at this at all so I love talking yeah. to the reason too like this whole podcast I just want to learn from everybody else so that I can <laughs> so that I can get better um what's your favorite thing about being in business not essentially um, your business just being in business yeah I think I, I just love having ownership of something something that's mine um I love being able to create something and I, I am slightly a perfectionist and yeah. I think yeah, I, that can work against me at times, but I just love <laughs> to create stuff and put something out there that's mine that yeah. I, know I worked really hard for. Um, but I also love the flexibility of being in my own business. Uh, there's no way I could, um, you know, just do the things that I get to do and work around my son and our growing family and things like that, like yeah. the flexibility. And I know I, I listened to Abby's interview. Yeah. She said the same. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Working for yourself is 
yeah, it, it can be such a great thing. You can, you know, block out times when you actually need to do personal stuff yeah. and, yeah, have the flexibility to do that. Yeah, I think that's one yeah. of the biggest things. I think that's the theme I'm finding is just that flexible mm-hmm. nature. And, and yeah, I, I think it's really important to celebrate that because – there are lots of hard elements, but there's so many amazing ones as well. There's, totally. Yeah, there's, so yeah. many, there's so many pros. Um, yes, yes. What do you think makes a good business owner? Is there anything specific that really stands out for you that you go, if you're a good business owner, this is kind of what you envision when you see that? What do you think? Hmm, I think because this kind of goes with like the leadership stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's someone who's just really clear on – who they are and what they can offer and bring to the table within their business. Yeah. You know, regardless of the industry they're in, a good business owner is someone, yeah, who just really authentically knows what they can do and is confident to say, like, this is why you should work with me or this is what I can do for you and have the trust that you can do it and yeah. deliver it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's someone, yeah, that just can really – put themselves out there and um, be brave enough to do that. It takes a lot to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's a great answer, Ellie. That's the first time I've heard that one is is just being – confident enough to know your good qualities within your business and what you can offer and and yeah. that you can bring a difference to the industry that you're in or you can do yeah. it in a way that is going to be really useful for others. I think that's a really well, – that's yeah. right. Like I think it can be so easy to fall into that comparison trap, especially social media and the way we live online now. Yes. You can see so many businesses like your own, mm-hmm. in whatever industry you're in, and think, oh, my God, why would anyone choose me? Like look what they're doing. But if you are like truly authentically yourself, mm. like it doesn't matter what someone else is doing because yeah. there's going to be someone who resonates with you yes. purely because you are you. Yeah. So I think a, a good business owner understands where they um, they have their strengths and their weaknesses mm. too. I mean, mm. especially if you've got multiple team members, like someone who knows when someone else needs to do a particular job that they don't do very well. Yes. So it's really knowing who you are and how to really – put yourself out there yeah absolutely I, th- I couldn't agree more with that because it's such a um yeah the, the business is the person who's really driving it so really yes. knowing what you can do um will create that success for yourself and yeah yes. um do yeah. you think being in business has made you grow personally and if so what would be the major thing it's taught you about life yeah definitely I feel like I'm always learning something <laughs> from being in business um yeah. I think it's somehow I've always been a confident person. Like I've not been a shy person, I don't think, but it's definitely giving me more confidence yes. and more self-awareness. Like I just think I know what I can do and I know what I can't do especially. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just – I think it's given me confidence. Yeah, to and to like, step into you. Who I am. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's obviously one of the biggest key moments is when you can actually just really be yourself. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really important for others to hear that because I think going into business, sometimes people can tend to 
get trapped with I need to look a certain way, do a certain yes. thing. Um, yes. But it's really important. It's so important just to be you and, and to really roll with that. So um, I think if anyone out there is listening, they need to really – and they're starting something, really just be you and really, yeah. as you said, know who, what you're good at, know what your skill set is and Definitely. even your weaknesses, but yeah. I think it's important to say here too, I know it will take a little while for someone to figure out who they are and it's very easy in the start of your business to see someone's successful and go oh I've got to be like that and I've got to maybe copy what they do and so you try that and it probably doesn't feel right so I mean it is okay to morph and change I have you know tried lots of different things in my business and in the lead up to my business but it's all helped me figure out exactly where I am where I need to be yeah. in, in my business. I yeah, guess. your like voice within the within what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You very much learn who you want to be. Yeah. Yes. So let me know, Ellie. When we're talking about business and and things that you're very strongly passionate about within your business, is there mm-hmm. anything that you just wouldn't compromise on? So, like a non-negotiable within your business, is there one that really stands out for you? Um. Hmm, that is a good question. Yeah. I'm trying to think a non-negotiable or something that I wouldn't compromise on. Yeah, and it could be um, anything from like the service, like what something in particular within your service you just couldn't compromise on or um, – Yeah. Yeah. This is a good one, particularly with branding. So I, I, I guess when I start working with clients, we start mood boarding and getting ideas uh, from other branding that they love and like and I just would never – straight up copy someone else's design yeah. that is a non-negotiable because yeah. there are times in the past when I've had people come to me and go I love this could we just do this and it's like no that's illegal we can't Absolutely. just do that yes. so I think it's it comes back to again um like you can be inspired by someone and what they're doing but we cannot copy that yeah. and that's definitely something that I just wouldn't do like yeah. we can definitely take inspiration but yeah I, that's a non-negotiable for yeah. sure I think that's a really good message for people especially business owners to to hear going mm-hmm. into that branding side of their business like because obviously they look at somebody and they oh that's really amazing to yes. really understand that it's really quite important to never obviously go in and copy completely but take that inspiration but do it your own way 100% so take yes. what you love but then flip it and turn it into something that you it shows you so yeah, yeah. and to, it fits better with you because if you're going to try and copy someone it's just it's never going to work properly it's no. never going to feel authentic no. so yeah I, I definitely have had in the past and had to say look we can't really do that but how about we try this <laughs> yeah like, have trust that I can create something just as amazing for absolutely you. yeah 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 and I think too Ellie like I've been on the other side of the fence where um and I will talk about this during the podcast eventually but it's, I've been on the other side of the fence where somebody has taken my own words and my own things and mm. literally changed their name and put their name on it and and it's yes and it um and it, I've been on that side of the fence and it's really hurtful and I think you obviously yeah. would understand being a creative and you're creating from the soul and the heart and you, and you really are putting time and effort and oh my god it took me months to write those words um and yes. so when it happens it's such a kick to the guts and, and I think yes. that's what's really important is when you are creating a business it has to be you have to start as you like you mm. can't come at it as anything else it has to be really aligned with who you are otherwise yeah. it won't actually be and I'm, I'm saying success because success can mean different things for other people mm-hmm. but It won't ever be successful because, um, you know, it's not coming from a place of where you've really put that hard work in 
to get there. Absolutely. And it comes down to, I guess, this is how I work with clients as well. Like we discuss like the business and brand's values and goals and all these sorts of nitty gritty things that we want to learn before I start creating for you because you want to like your visual identity is supposed to be a reflection of exactly you know who you are and the services you offer or or the message you want to be able to put out to people yeah so I try it to get people to think that way before we start designing so they already go yeah this is definitely who I am and these are the things that I'm find that are really important to my business and this is how I want to project that yeah so every time I design it should really be tailored specifically to that person yeah. anyhow yeah so if you start off thinking that way um and continue to think that way when you're putting yourself out in your business then you should never really be in the trap of you know being somebody else because you're sticking true to those core values and what you want your business to look like yeah I just think it's a really important message that we haven't actually talked on yet on the wow pod and and Mm. there's a lot of people out there that do have these great ideas but they really need to make sure it is coming from a place of authenticity for them and yes yeah um Ellie who who inspires you like and it could be in in business or in life but is there some some people that stand out for you that really inspire you yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I guess I have two, like, uh, two things. Yeah. That I suppose one is more personal. Um, yep. My parents definitely inspire me, and they've been in business for like thirty-seven Forever. years or something. Yeah, yeah, and they've worked so hard and continue to work hard. And there's definitely, I mean, they're they're still in business for a reason. So that a hundred percent inspires me. Mm. Um, and then on the other side, there is a business, uh, woman that I find who's like a huge expander for me. Like I, I'm so inspired by her outlook and her name is Georgie Stevenson and she has her own podcast as well. Yeah. And she, she owns a couple of businesses. She's doing incredibly well. She's probably like 32 or something, Wow! <laughs> but, um, she's just, she does a lot of self-development work and I find I've been I since sort of listening to a lot of the stuff that she does or reading a lot of things that she writes I just find it so interesting her outlook on um, doing a lot of inner work and getting curious about um, why you do the certain things that you do and and what's holding you back and she does a lot of um, yeah manifesting and things like that and I just found that so interesting yeah yeah and I I really think too Ellie from talking about that um, people don't think that personal uh, development is a important aspect of being in business mm. but I just think it's one of the most important things because yes. how can you grow and change and, and, and bring more value to what you do if you aren't prepared to look at the way that you do things and why you do them that way and yes. and then working out that sometimes I might have been looking at this the wrong way and how can I look at this a different way and so yeah. I actually believe and I listen to a lot of this sort of stuff like because I'm so um, yeah interested in that side of things mm-hmm. and so I find that learning more about that and the reason why I do things and the way that I do things it's just elevated me within my business because I then I can yes. go okay well this is the way that I think and how can I continue to I don't know, get better at what I do. and Yeah. 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 Being in business and in life in general is just all about growth and understanding and changing and moving with the times and things like that. So I, I am so into that as yeah. well, like a little woo-woo some people would say. But <laughs> Me too, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, but it's so great. Like yeah. There's just times when I think, 
like the way she discusses motivation and how motivation is going to come and go. You've got to push past it. And are you going to have the discipline to do something and mm. not, you know, rest on motivation? Because, I mean, we're never going to be motivated all the time. No. And so sometimes they're just things that I'm like, oh, am I just doing that because I'm, you know, being lazy or do I just be a little more disciplined and do something different? Or, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, just getting a bit more conscious about why you do certain things yeah. and maybe approach it differently or question yeah. like what if I and did it this way? Or, yeah, I know. think it just gives us the ability to um, evaluate things as well. I think yes. a lot of the time we don't stop and evaluate ourselves um, yes. within the business. So sometimes obviously looking at the business and you're evaluating, you know, statistics and things within your business or yeah. the data, but you don't actually stop and evaluate yourself. And I know that I've had mm-hmm. to do that the last 12 months is actually reevaluate my own values within the yeah. business and, wh- and yeah. what is actually get back to what's important. And by doing that, it's literally now given me more motivation to continue. So by doing, yeah, self-development within your business is such a like to reevaluate everything continually do that it's not just you've learned everything now and we need to stop here it's let's keep yeah. going let's keep doing this yeah yeah I i'm gonna check her to out yeah, yeah totally she's amazing yeah. she owns a, um, a hugely successful protein company like she started off as a fitness influencer but she wow. really talks about how she made the pivot of like i'm not going to just be an influencer I'm going to be a business person yes. and she also discusses how she spent a lot of her uh, wage originally on investing in a business coach and she was like I'm going to be so poor but this is going to take me to the next level yeah. and then she's created like an eight-figure business from yeah. that and Knowledge. so she really yeah talks mm. about like investing in yourself and and um yeah, knowing when to just like back yourself and yes. your ideas and go, yeah, I know that this is going to be good and this is where I'm going to be, yeah. like having the confidence to, to yes. really do it. Yeah, I That's find a- her just such an expander for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think when you find those people, you really just tune right in and, and you can learn so much from listening to them um, all the time. And uh, yeah, I think it's yes. good to always look at, see and why they inspire you and actually work out why they do. And yeah, anyway, mm. well, we could probably talk about that for another yeah, week. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your definition of success, Ellie? Is it something like money, freedom, influence, creative expression? What do you really, um, what's your value on the success element within yourself? Yeah, I'd love to say that it's not money related, yeah. but <laughs> realistically, I, I understand money does bring a lot of freedom and opportunities so to be successful I just want us to be in a comfortable place that we can do you know the things that we love doing like take our family on a holiday and and enjoy some time together and things like that so I mean I guess it's uh, it's also kind of two-pronged because I feel to be successful it means you're doing something that you really enjoy like Mm. I would hate to be getting up every day going to a job that I hate yeah um like I just think, yeah, you, you really have to love what you're doing. Mm. And if I'm doing something that I enjoy every day and it doesn't feel like a chore, I mean, every job is going to yeah. essentially feel like a chore yeah. sometimes. Yeah, at some point. But, yeah, um, if I'm enjoying that and and still managing to make some money that's going to help our yes. family, that's successful to yeah. me. Like I, I did an Instagram story not long ago where I did not articulate very well. But what I was trying <laughs> to say is like if – you're doing a business and it's only bringing in enough money just to assist with maybe your weekly groceries or part of your mortgage and that's enough for you, then that's so it's cool. fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think too many people think that they've got to be seven-figure businesses to be successful. Yeah. And 
it's I guess defining what yeah success, success is for yourself you. yeah. yeah and I think I wanted the reason why I wanted to touch on this is because I don't think people understand that everyone does have a different viewpoint on success and so yeah. once you understand that my success isn't the same as the person next to me or whatever and then you understand that we're different in that way then yes. you're not so focused on what such and such is doing in their business and because your success that you're driving your driving force of where you want to go and, mm-hmm. and you know it's um it's it's different to anybody else yeah yeah I guess yeah. it comes back to that whole comparison thing it's yeah. like you can't see what someone else is doing and think oh I want to be just like them because you, just, you don't really know you know what their goals are and, and what their needs yes. are and who you know what they need to achieve in order to do in do, life yeah yeah you've just got to stay in your own lane yeah and focus on what's success means to you and what you want to achieve yeah yeah I think what I like there too really is that you're honest in the sense that you know a lot of people try and dodge dodge the money question like that money's yeah. not money's not successful for me but yeah. let's be honest we've got bills to pay we've got lives totally. to live and things pop up in our lives that are unpredictable and so money mm-hmm. is a part of success for many because it's yeah. a part of how you can live and how you yes. can do things and so yeah I'm honest as well and I and I and I say oh look obviously it's doing like I'm passionate I get to do something that I'm passionate about but it also mm-hmm. assists my family and it, it allows yeah. me to live flexibly like yourself and yes. have some yeah. time with family and stuff. So, yeah. Um, what At what point did you actually look at your business, Ellie, and go, oh, it is successful? And I think a lot of people don't stop and go, look, it is. Like it, in my, in my um, definitions, it's successful. So what time yeah. did you actually then realise that, yeah, this is successful for me? Literally, it's only recently that I've gone – like I had that epiphany of like, oh yeah, like this is allowing me to, you know, work from home three days a week. It's allowing us to like have our, our son home sometimes. He's not in care all the time. Like mm. it's really only been recently that I've gone, oh, this is this is all I really wanted out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think there were times when I've always downplayed what I do and just been like, oh, like I mentioned to you, before our discussion, I was always just saying, oh, I'm just a freelancer. Like I just work for myself. And I, I'm really trying to to work on saying that and owning like, no, I'm a business owner. Yeah. And it does assist our family. Like don't downplay it. Because I think as women we can, you know, very much fall into that trap of like, uh, you know, especially if we have children, we're not the breadwinner and we downplay whatever we do and whatnot. Yeah. But we do keep the wheels turning in the yep. background. I yep. mean, the cogs in motion. Yeah, yeah, you can't undervalue whatever role you have within your household. And, yeah, I think for me it's only really been recently that I've gone, yeah, this is this is doing exactly what I wanted yeah. it to do. And I, th- yeah. and I love the journey to get to that point too because <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> Um, I think the first 12 months for me, I was like, oh, look, it's just something that I can just do and it's fun and whatever mm-hmm. else. And then I kind of went, oh, but people actually keep coming back. So maybe that might mean I'm yes. successful. <laughs> like, yeah, Maybe exactly. because they like they want to keep coming and or they're promoting it in other towns. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So this might mean I'm successful. You know, like it's weird yeah. to get to that point and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. So, But I want to celebrate that here because mm. a lot of the time we don't want to, oh, you don't want to be seen celebrating yourself because that's just... Mm-hmm. that's not okay and it's so totally. it's so wrong to think like that because you should and why not and we don't yeah. know what's around the corner for any of us and so why not just go that's cool I, I'm successful in some way in my business and it's just great you know like yes yeah, yeah. I think we can fall into that real tall poppy thing Australians yeah. are so good at 
you know, being like, oh, look how good she thinks she is because yes. she's done this, that or the other rather than being like, yeah, you go, girl. Yeah. Like, that's so cool yeah. that you've done such great things. Yeah. Like, we should be celebrating those things because 100%. it is really important. Yeah. And I think just, again, going back to that reflecting, that evaluating, like that is an important component of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could go back at all, Ellie, into your business journey, would there be one thing that you wish you could do differently or or tell your younger self? Is there anything that you wish you could have, yeah? Yeah, I think it's just to be a bit more confident and trust that like what skills I have are good mm-hmm. and not downplay them. Mm. I think, um, I, I don't know, I, I think I've always sort of just been like, oh, you know, maybe I could do this rather than just being like, yeah, I know I can do that and putting myself forward for opportunities which I've definitely flexed that muscle later in life and that's something I would tell people not to be afraid to really throw your hat in the ring because you never know what opportunities will come from things like I've been so fortunate over um, my career that I've put in for internships that I thought there's no way I'm ever going to get that and I get them and I think oh okay cool maybe I'm you know doing okay like there's just yeah, so there's. I think I would just be more confident to do that mm. um, and just really trust that what I can bring to the table is of value. Yeah. 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 And that does just come through experience and, and trying Absolutely. And, and, yeah, not giving up on yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Where would you like to see yourself and your business in roughly five to ten years? Where would you like to see yourself? I definitely would love to grow the business. Mm. Um I mean, I've been in management roles and things like that before and it can be scary once you have employees and things, but I would love to be able to get to a place where maybe I could have a team member assisting with some work, um, you know, offer another regional woman to work remotely and under my business. Like that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to continue to grow that aspect of it because right now I'm in this place where I do feel like I'm, at capacity with what I can do personally, but mm. I'm also probably not at the level to be like, okay, let's hire someone, yeah, you know? 100%, so, yeah. Yeah, I would love to be able to grow the business in that way yeah. um, and take on more permanent clients and, and delve into different aspects um, of branding and marketing, which yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, you've already added three pillars to your business, so there could yes. be more added in the next five to ten. So I think yes. that's exciting in itself is that – probably going back five years ago, you probably didn't envision what you're doing even right now and no, and the things that you've been able to do. Ellie, we are so close to the end and I thank you for yeah. your time because I know you've got chilled, like I know your little boy's waiting for you. Yeah. I know he's waiting. So <laughs> no, thank you so okay. much. But we're going to roll into our fast five and mm-hmm. it's just a quick round to finish off. And, and if I haven't um, asked you anything today that you would like to add, please feel free to chuck it in um, at mm-hmm. the end as well because I know that sometimes I don't ask exactly what could also be great to hear as well. Um, mm-hmm. So first of all what is something you're curious about right now within your business something you want to learn more about or something you want to do or try is there anything that you're curious about um I'm definitely really interested in video content um we all know that video content is huge with social media and I would love to be able to do more with my clients um and offer more um so maybe working in you know looking into more videos creation skills yeah. or something down that route I mean I never would have envisaged that I would do that yeah at all. but it's the way but the world is heading so totally yeah learning I, more. I definitely be something I would look into I'm definitely curious to see how that's 
moving and changing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What are you currently working on in your business? Something you're currently working on? Um, so I, like I said, I, I'm definitely looking at expanding my um, permanent client roster. So I have a couple that I work um, like permanently with. So they're still part time, but I'm always doing work for them months in. Um, so I would love to take on more that I can yeah. help. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just even especially moving into more educational workshop style work, I love that aspect of what I do. And over the years, I've been fortunate enough to be asked to speak at some um, regional gigs and things like that to help people understand the importance of branding and and marketing their businesses online. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely would love to to move into that route a bit more or even, you know, have a few more opportunities for that. And I think too, Ellie, because you are a solo business and you are Mm -hmm. on your own most of the time in your office, it's so nice to be able to connect with other yes. like-minded people, especially in business. So you running Ooh. those opportunities for women, you're going to have more opportunities to connect and actually yeah. do it in person as well, which is so Absolutely. different. Yeah. yeah, networking, Like it seems like such an old school word, but it really is so important. So I mean, important. one of my current clients I met at a networking gig last year and like she's been amazing. So, so you just amazing. never know who you're going to meet no. or get introduced to. So, yeah, jump yeah. in and, and jump in and do it. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. What is your favourite thing about your business? So not being in business, but just your business. Like what's your favourite thing? Um, I guess it just it feels like me, I suppose. Like I love that. I get to share snippets of my day or I love that I can connect with people, even though, like you said, you're on your own a lot and you're talking to Instagram, <laughs> like shouting into the void, like, is anybody there? Yeah. We all do it. Yeah, yeah. totally. But yeah. I love that. I love that I can be myself and be like, well, you know, someone's gonna, it's going to resonate with someone hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I love that aspect. Yeah. Excellent. And it, and it shows to, I think, being yourself in your business, it's showing, like you said, said your capabilities and and Mm -hmm. what you can offer as a person the authenticity behind what you do what Mm -hmm. is something you used to care about in business I love asking this question what is something you used to care about and it was like oh and now you just it doesn't matter anymore what's something you've been able to give away and just not care so much totally the speaking to camera stuff I remember when I first posted like my first video introduction um to Facebook and it was like in I think 2015 or something and I remember being like oh my god people are gonna think I'm such an idiot but I was following an influencer or a marketing influencer at the time and she was like video is coming like that's the way yeah and I was like all right just do it you can do it and I did it and (laughs) like it got crazy great views in fact one of the teachers from Cobar High used it in their conference (laughs) like look at someone who's like it was in used in their commerce class cool that's awesome that's awesome yeah it it was relatively new then and for a while I was like oh my god like people think I'm such a knob but no it's only ourselves thinking and look and and I always say if anyone has those projections anyway like I always remind myself if anyone has those projections of they are oh look at them they're on their video whatever yeah that's actually not there's nothing that's nothing to do with you you. and 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 it's all to do with their own insecurities of I can't get behind the camera I can't do this so how the the hell can she do it and I can't do it and so most of the time that's where it's coming from and I think if you remind yourself of that because oh my goodness I've had so many people ask me see how do you get in front of it and I just go oh look I think it just takes time as in like keep doing it and the more you do it the better it gets and 
now when I do it, I feel like I'm just talking to a friend, even though it's weird, like you're just yeah. talking to yourself. But I actually don't see it like that. I, I feel like I'm talking to somebody. I know that someone yes. out there will listen eventually. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think this is something that I like to teach people. Like if you're sharing something of value, like don't think that it's not worth your time. I, I think it's something you've really got to think of when it comes to social media and working on social media. If you just remember that I'm either educating, I'm adding value or I'm entertaining, yeah. then you're hitting the target. Yeah. Like who cares elsewhere? Yes. Like, otherwise, Someone so will I connect think, to something within, within yes. whatever you're saying. Yeah. 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 And we're such personable people. Like humans are personal. They want to connect with people. And if you're not getting your face on your socials, I think you're really missing something there Yeah. because, uh, I mean, how is someone going to feel like they can either trust or work with you if they yeah. don't really know what you're like? Yeah, and it's as simple um, as an introductory into who you are. Totally. It's as simple as that. And it could even, if you're not confident yet within getting behind video, putting an actual picture up of yourself and your yes. face. And I think exactly that's something you do very well, Ellie, as well, is, is the importance of getting your face out there. And I think that's mm-hmm. a, a value that you can teach others especially within workshops because I know that you've also reached out and had some professional images done so that you've got the right feel for what your business is Um, so is there any tips I guess I know that we've we've probably jumped off our fast five but um, I like that we're doing this because it's just organic but um, is there anything that you can say for people that maybe uh, would like to start to shape the, the way that their business is seen and the look of yes. it. Is there any tips that you want to throw out there for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I think first and foremost, you need to know who your ideal client is so you can then shape the personality, I guess, of how you want your business to look. Yeah. So, for example, like if – if you're a personal, really funny, jokey type of person, don't try and be in a suit, stuffy, very professional. Like yeah. that, that's not your vibe. Yeah. Then don't try and push that, you mm. know. And if you know the people you're trying to attract are into, you know, your personality, bubbly, fun, colourful even, yeah. like roll with that. Yeah. So I think first and foremost when you're wanting to show up online, you need to know who you're your target audience is so you are actually creating content that's going to resonate with them and that can come like what I teach is can be really specific like we try to get super specific and actually visualize or create an avatar of someone so her name may be Jane and Jane is x years old she's located here she likes this these are the things she's into so every time you are putting something out that you can go would Jane really like this like and and that way you can like imagine you're actually speaking to a person yes and if you know that that's going to resonate with their interest like it's going to hit the mark eventually Mm -hmm. so I think when you're trying to show up online know exactly who you're trying to show up for For. yeah and speak to them yeah 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 it doesn't have to be as you said you could make up an an avatar you could literally do that and then go oh or even have an idea of somebody you might have met in within your business Mm -hmm. and and just focus on them and go well they love my business so what do they love about it and how can I keep them engaged and how can I keep them wanting more from what I do yeah yeah and think from a problem solving thing it's like would they have this problem can I solve it? Yeah. Yes. This is how I'm going to solve it for them and tell them. Mm. It, yeah. I think you've just really got to get into the mind frame of who am I actually speaking to and how am I fixing the problem for them? And then it sort of forms the personality of your business yeah. and that can 
work into your visuals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, Ellie, we'll have to get you back on here and there for certain topics because <laughs> there's totally. other things I want to talk about. Um, I just, Ellie, we've come to the end. Oh, actually, no, we haven't. I want to know, just quickly, last, mm-hmm. last one, what yeah. book – do you have a book or a recommendation that other people, yes. or it could even be a podcast, um, yeah. that you would suggest for anyone? Doesn't matter if they're in business or not, because we've got we've got listeners who aren't in business, but they're listening because it actually does resonate with what they're doing anyway. Yeah. Um, is there anything you could suggest? Yes, totally. So a book that I found at the right time, traveling, um, and I was so inspired by her and still what she does was Lisa Messenger. Um, She was the founder of The Collective Hub, which was a business sort of base magazine. Um, But her first book, particularly Daring um, and Disruptive, I smashed that when Trav and I were traveling around Europe and I just, it just found me at the right time. I was like, yes, it, it's about unleashing the entrepreneur within you. Uh-huh. Um, and she's just got some incredible like stories and just how she disrupted her industry and she continues to evolve and change. Yeah. Um, she's a fantastic one. Um, and then of course, a podcast would be Georgie Stevenson's. It's called the uh, Rise and Conquer podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has lots of like a back catalogue of great stuff about um, business and a lot of manifesting and self-development stuff. Like I think that's really, really cool Yeah. Um, to, yeah, if someone's not really, you know, in the business stuff that still works a lot on, yeah. you know, the, the core values. Yeah, of the person. topics <laughs> within as well. Yeah, there's yeah. so much that you can actually, um, yeah, make common ground with within these topics. Mm-hmm. Ellie, yep. I just want to thank you, a big thank you um, for your time today. I'm just so grateful and oh, for you, you sharing your story and your insights into Ellie Dunleavy Design and um, I will pop up on socials where to find you as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'd just like to thank everybody here too that's joined in with us here yes. on the Wow Pod. Thank you for your time, your presence and if you have resonated with anything that Ellie said today or you found something really interesting or something jumped out at you, can you head over to at the underscore wow underscore pod and leave us a comment, leave Ellie a note um, about something that you really found insightful today or inspiring. I can't wait to hear from more rural women in rural business. We just, there's so many opportunities to learn and grow. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Keep being purpose-driven within your business, doing what you love for those who love what you do. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you, Sig. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, and I look forward to chatting more about a few more business bits and pieces. Thanks, guys. (laughs) We'll see you in another episode soon. See you.